Shalom Aleichem. This is a summary of the second Sikha of Parshas Dvar. Look at the Sikha is Chelek Yud Dalid. This is a Rashi Sikha, but of the kind of Rashi Sikha, the category of Rashi Sikha, where we're not actually dealing with a Rashi, we're dealing with a text and questioning why doesn't Rashi say anything. And we have to know Rashi's mind so well as to know why Rashi, it's so obvious that Rashi does not even feel it necessary to respond to a this question. That's how obvious the answer is, and that's how well-versed we have to be with the approach of Rashi and figure out why doesn't Rashi say anything regarding this question. This is a very fun subcategory within Rashi Sichis of the Rebbe. So the, uh, typical in the, typically in the summary, instead of going through the Rebbe's questions and answers, we just say the psukim as understood by the Rebbe. This is actually a very unique sikha, though, in the sense that the Rebbe actually doesn't come up with a new understanding. The Rebbe actually chooses one of the pshatim of the Rishonim, of the commentaries of the Torah, and the Rebbe rejects all other explanations. And the Rebbe shows you that this is the one that Rashi would take, and this is why this is obvious to Rashi. In other words, essentially what happens over here in this talk is that the Rebbe is acting as a teacher, a malamid, who's taking you by the hand and showing you the options of answers that Rashi would choose or are possibilities and shows you that Rashi would reject A, B, and C and he's going to go with option D. So the very essence of the sikha is discussing why not go with the other answers and explanations. So we are going to be doing that over here. And what we're focused on begins in, in the Aliyah of Shlishi, which Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to the Jewish people, and he's going back and talking, and he wants to talk with them. This is the 40th year in the desert, his farewell address. He wants to talk to them about the sin of the spies. And beginning from Pasuk Habez, 22, he describes the sin of the spies. Hey, you guys approached me. You wanted us to go to send spies into the land of Israel. I thought it was a good idea. And then, of course, the disaster happened. They came back with a bad report. The Jews accepted it, and Hashem swore in Pasuk Lamed Dalet and Lamed Hay, 34 and 35, that the generation is going to, die, going to die out in the desert. They're not going to see the land of Israel. And Hashem says in Pasuk Lamed Vav, Zulasi Kalev ben Yefuna hu yirena, with the exception of Kalev, the one, the, one of the two of the spies who came back with a good report and was positive about the land of Israel, he's going to see the land of Israel. Him I'm going to give the land that he tread upon, that he went into the land of Israel. Because he was loyal, and followed Hashem. Then all of a sudden we have a very mysterious pasuk, smack in the middle of the story of the spies, which goes on for another few verses. Moish Rabbeinu says the following, Gam bi his anaf Hashem, pasuk lamedzayin, Gam bi his anaf Hashem beglalchem, also at me was Hashem infuriated because of you, the Jewish people, Lamer saying, Gam atoleisavesham, you too will not go to the land of Israel. Excuse me, Every five-year-old child who learns Chumash knows that Moshe Rabbeinu was not rejected from the land of Israel because of the story of the spies. We know he was rejected. He couldn't go in the land of Israel because he hit the rock, a whole episode which happened many years later, the 40th year, as a matter of fact, a different people. In fact, if you look at that Parsha, that uh, Parsha's Chukas, where it's discussed, the city of hitting the rock, you'll see that actually at that point, the Pasuk testifies that there was no one left from the previous generation. Everyone had indeed died out. This was the generation which was going to enter into the land of Israel. So this is not even the same crowd. All of a sudden, Moshe Rabbeinu says, 
Hashem was angry at me because of you, and he didn't let me go into the land of Israel. And then the next verse continues straight right back into the story of the Menaglim. Yeshua ben Nun, and Yeshua ben Nun, Joshua will also enter the land of Israel. Not only will he enter into the land of Israel, Chazik, support him. He's saying how Hashem spoke to me, saying that you won't go into the land of Israel, but Yeshua, who stands at your side, will go there, support him, for he will lead the Jewish people to inherit it. In other words, out of the generation, the 600,000 men, the two exceptions from the rule were Kalev and Joshua, the two spies who came out with a good report, and so on and so forth. And the question arises, and many commentaries struggle with this question, how could Moshe Rabbeinu make this statement that Hashem got angry, that he, wasn't, he was rejected from the land of Israel because of the sin of the spies? And in general, what is it doing here? And the Ramban brings two explanations. The Rebbe ends up choosing that Rashi would go with the second explanation and why Rashi doesn't even feel the need to comment. So let's go through three possible options. And the rejected that Rashi would never assume such a thing. It's not simple enough and it's not clear enough. There's an opinion who says that, yes, indeed, not only was Moshe, that, that, that why was Moshe not able to enter the land of Israel? As a matter of fact, it was because of the sin of the spies, because Moshe Rabbeinu carried a sense of responsibility for that sin, for that sin, because Moshe is the one who sent the spies, and he wasn't commanded by God to send the spies. And it was through him that this led the desecration of God's name, so to speak, and the, the sin of the spies. And therefore, in a sense, he was responsible for the sin. And also, it was his generation. So if his generation couldn't go in, then he couldn't go in. There's a certain element of him not being able to go in because of this spies. In fact, there are commentaries, the Malbim discusses this. There are commentaries who say that, in fact, that was the main reason he couldn't go into the land of Israel. And the sin of hitting the rock was merely that he could have redeemed himself if he would have done this tremendous sanctification of God's name by not hitting the rock and by speaking to the rock and by demonstrating to the Jewish people that even rocks listen to God and so on, he could have redeemed himself. He could have done this tremendous sanctification of God's name. When he didn't come through in that scenario, the main reason he couldn't go into the land of Israel was because of the sin of the spies. And even though Rashi wouldn't necessarily go with that shot, that understanding, it's not strong enough on the simple level, but still you can make the argument that we find in the Torah that a person could go down for a combination of a number of sins. For example, Nadab and Aviyu, they had they passed away not only for entering, for offering the incense in the temple that they weren't commanded, but there were other factors as well. They were drunk, they weren't married, a number of factors could come together and the combination of factors could cause you to pass away. So over here as well, we could have easily said that not it wasn't just the rock incident. It was the rock incident in combination with this incident that caused Moshe Rabbeinu to go down. But the problem with that is that it doesn't really explain to me why the... First of all, it doesn't explain to me why Hashem is so angry at him over the sin of the spies. He had nothing to do. We understand that he had a certain element of responsibility, perhaps because he sent the spies, but he didn't do any sin. By the rock, he actually committed a sin. We have to figure out what the sin is. Fine, a different conversation. But whatever it was, it was considered a terrible sin. He couldn't go into the land of Israel. But over here, you're not pointing to a sin. You're just saying, and eventually it ended up leading to a sin that had nothing to do with him. 
it wouldn't explain why the Pasuk says, His Anaf Hashem, Hashem was infuriated with me. He got, he was in the Smali Regas, in the words of Rashi, he was filled up with anger. It doesn't explain, it wouldn't fit well with the Pasuk. As well as Rashi explicitly tells us elsewhere that the only reason Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, the only reason, that's Rashi's words, a couple of times, as a matter of fact, was because of the rock. And so it's a very difficult explanation to give on behalf of Rashi, and Rashi would not be assuming this explanation. And uh, and uh, so we have to move on to another source of explanation that Amban wants to explain in his first answer, that the reason why he it mentions this over here is because he's trying, trying to go through all of the different sins and punishments why the generation couldn't go in. So the generation, generally speaking, couldn't go in because of the story of the spies. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I couldn't go in because of a different sin. But it's all because of sins, because you need a special merit to go into the land of Israel. And the Jews sin, and I sin, and that's why we cannot go into the land of Israel, which seems like a beautiful answer. The problem is, it's so difficult, and it wouldn't work. Rashi, there's no way Rashi would assume you understand that, because it still doesn't make sense. Because first of all, you could juxtapose Moshe's sin to the sin of the spies without throwing it smack in the middle of the story, a verse right in the middle of the story. And and not only that, it's like we said before, it's speaking to a different generation. The people of the spies were one generation. The people of the who were the survivors after the spy were a different generation. The Pasuk implies that it's the same generation. Biglalchem, Hashem got angry because of you. And then right before we're talking about, Hashem is angry at Hador Harahazeh, this terrible generation. But it's, we're talking about two different stories, two different people. The story of hitting the rock happened in the 40th year, and this other story happened in the first year. A third answer and final suggestion that the Rebbe offers and rejects is actually the Rebbe's own explanation. And uh, the Rebbe says that you could say Rashi is assuming that you understand that Rashi already explained a number of times that two things which don't belong together are brought together to show that they're similar to each other. They carry a similarity like, for example, why do we have the death of Aaron next to the breaking of the Luchot? Rashi says, because the death of a tzaddik is the same as the breaking of the tablet. So over here as well, maybe we would suggest that it's specifically trying to juxtapose the sin of the spies with the sin of Moshe to tell you that they both carry the same level of severity. This would sound like a great explanation, but the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says, I don't understand. I don't understand. The problem with this is, that first of all, if that if that would have been the intent, and Rashi assumes that you know that for whatever reason, then the Pasuk should have mentioned the sin. Because the novelty of the Pasuk, the reason for the Pasuk is to tell you about the sin and the gravity of the sin. It doesn't mention the sin. It just mentions the outcome of the sin. Hashem was angry at Moshe and he can't go into the land of Israel. But without mentioning the sin, it's difficult to say this answer. And also... I don't need to bring a whole Pasuk completely out of place to teach me like it's so novel. Of course, if this sin was actually what caused Moshe not to be able to go into the land of Israel, and especially according to Rashi that it's exclusively this sin that didn't allow him to go into the land of Israel, it must have been something terrible. And there must be a certain equivalency to the sin that the Jews did that didn't allow them to go into the land of Israel. Now, of course, it wasn't the same sin and everyone on their level, everyone on their level. But they carry some level of equivalency, and that's all that all this pasuk would teach you, and that we already know. So it wouldn't serve as an explanation. So therefore, the Rebbe says he goes with the second explanation brought in the Ramban, 
It's also brought in the Malbim and elsewhere. That this is actually a parenthesis. Very interesting. This rule of grammar, this idea of writing, of literature. You throw in a parenthesis, literally a parenthesis. You're supposed to put in two half circles on the two sides of the sentence, and it's parenthetical. And it's throwing in a different thing because it's trying to make a point, but it doesn't want you to get sidetracked. It's merely a parenthesis, and then read it, read the next pasuk as a continuation of the pasuk before it. And the Rebbe shows how there's many times where the Taita does this. When it speaks about the man, it throws in a parenthesis that this is the man that they ate for 40 years in the desert, even though it's back in the book of Exodus of Shemais where they weren't in the desert yet for 40 years or anything. The Taita threw in a parenthesis that uh, a comment that's not part of the uh, gist or, or the flow of the text. And that's what's happening here. And the reason why this parenthesis is put in is because it's trying to describe the two survivors who made it into the land of Israel, Kalev and Joshua and Yeshua. And before it discusses Yeshua, it wants to say why Yeshua enters in the fanfare and greatness that he did, that he's the one who's going to lead the Jewish people and inherit the Jewish people, not just see the land of Israel like Kalev. He's going to lead the Jewish people. And it says, why? Because Moshe, I, the leader Moshe, have passed away. I'm going to pass away because I committed a sin. And Hashem got angry at me because of you. And therefore, it's going to be Yeshua who's going to land of Israel. So really, the Pesach Yeshua is a direct continuation discussing the two survivors. And it's merely a parenthesis trying to say why Yeshua. And it's referring to, to, truly, it's referring to the different story, the story of hitting the rock. It's a total parenthesis. And it is indeed talking about a different generation. When, it said, when he says, Hashem got angry at me because of you, he's actually referring to you, literally, the survivors who are there during the farewell speech of Maisha. This has nothing to do with the earlier part of uh, the generation of, of, of the, of the Meraglim, of the spies, because this indeed is a parenthesis. But my friends, if it's a parenthesis, why mention that it was because of you? His whole point is just to say why Joshua is getting the position. He's not here to discuss the sin and the severity of the sin and so on. But the answer Rashi already gave us in a previous parsha in Pinchas, that Moshe asked Hashem that wherever his sin is mentioned, you should always mention the mitigating factor that it wasn't like the sin of the Jewish people. That in the end of the day, Moshe's sin wasn't like their sin and really was the Jewish people's fault and so on. And they didn't believe in Hashem and he never sinned the way they did. And therefore Hashem fulfilling his request, every, other, every time it mentions the sin, it mentions that it was the Jews' fault. It says, Hashem, that the Jews fought against Hashem. Another passage The Jewish people angered God and they, Hashem hurt Moshe because of the Jewish people. Always Hashem fulfilled his request. And over here as well, once it mentioned his sins, it mentioned also that it was because of you, the Jewish people, not on the shoulders of Moshe Rabbeinu.